The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares on professional athletes. Use the promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our picks and podcasts. Look. 
You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow Bet MUFC on Twitter at the new Twitter account. That's at Bet MUFC. At Bet MUFC. So, as you heard there from the highlight package, Manchester United coming off the back of a loss against Manchester City in the Manchester derby, where we pretty much did nothing for the entire game. It's a little bit of a bold statement. It's a little bit of a confusing statement for some when you turn around and say that, in many ways, was a worse performance, a more embarrassing performance, a more concerning performance than the Liverpool game, a game where we lost by five goals to nil. And you may ask, how is it 2-0 more embarrassing than the 5-0? Well, you need to watch the entire game. Manchester City were in absolute cruise control. We were running around for the entire game, just chasing shadows in the Liverpool game. You can look at that and you can put it down to individual mistakes. You can look at that and say that's a really, really poor half. You can look at that and say that's mistakes that are unlikely to be repeated again. What can you say about Manchester City absolutely dominating a game? We we worked hard throughout that game and looked like we didn't belong on the same pitch or the same league as this Manchester City team. This is a team that we have a winning record against under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and we've fallen so far back that we look like we didn't belong on the same pitch as them. That's why it's so embarrassing, the fact that they were able to cruise through the second half without really trying to score more goals, yet they still should have won the game 4-5-0 or five nil with Foden hitting the post at the end, John Stones missing a chance, Gabriel Jesus should have made it 2-0 with a clear opening in the, in the first half. In the end, the goals were very, very strange fluke goals with what Eric Bailly did and with the near post tapping from Bernardo Silva where Luke Shaw decided to fall asleep um, and couldn't clear the Ball, but that's what we've come to expect of Shaw and Maguire so far this season. They haven't woken up since the Euros. They've been in some kind of coma that has allowed them to still turn up for the pitch, but all not turn up for the game. So I don't know what's going on here. Unbelievably, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer survives again. He will be managing us in this game against Watford this weekend. Let's have a listen to what this clown had to say after this defeat against Manchester City. Two goals still at Old Trafford in the Manchester derby. Uh, it's very disappointing. And of course, it feels like uh, after last week that we've uh, made a step or two forward uh, results-wise. It's a big step backwards, but it's probably for me uh, another. Uh, well, it's a it's a way of losing that we don't like. That's uh, you know when you lose a game against uh, uh, against a, a good team, you you wanna wanna see a better Man United team and, than that. Let me be gentle, so I I can I don't never analyze or judge what the opponents do, what they have done. So they they, they didn't control the games. They they were not you know doing the games. They wait us maybe because they respect us. That is a big compliment for us, and we did our game. Yeah, I kept the Solskjaer stuff short and sweet and added a little bit of Pep Guardiola. It's pretty bad when Guardiola is talking about how bad you are as an opponent. And we even had Kevin De Bruyne talking this week about how um, the team trained for 10 minutes the day before because it was pointless because they didn't know how Man United were going to set up. And quite frankly, that means that you're not worried about United. And as for Solskjaer, he's coming out here talking about we don't like to lose in this way. What way do we like to lose? What way do we want to lose? What's a respectable way to lose 
when you're the biggest football club in the world. We shouldn't be losing these games. We shouldn't have lost as many games as we've lost this season. We shouldn't be out of the title race. And this clown is coming out here and saying the same old cliche nonsense. And I hate coming on this show and calling Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a clown and wanted him to go this badly. But he needs to go himself. If he loves this club, why has he not left the job himself? Because he cannot take us any further. And he does not deserve to last until the end of the season and make this get any worse. Because this isn't going to get better. And Oli is clearly out of his depth. And he has stabilised his club from where it was over the last three years. But we need somebody else now to come in and and fix things. But that isn't going to be the case. If he can survive this result and obviously get this little run of games where we play Watford, we play Chelsea, we play Arsenal, we play Crystal Palace, um, then we play Brentford and Norwich. If we can get this run of games up to the Christmas period and he can win four or five of those, then he's going to maintain the job all the way past Christmas and possibly throughout the entire season if all our target is, is to reach the Champions League. And I hate calling Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a clown. He won us the Champions League in 1999. I've had pictures of Solskjaer on on various collages and and Man United artwork that's in my house. I've had these pictures up for a couple of decades now. For a couple of decades, I walk through my house and I see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's face. That's how much of a legend he is. He's also a great guy to meet in person. He's a great guy, there's no doubt about it. And I wanted him to succeed. But it is time for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to go. Even his biggest supporters. Gary Neville won't come out and say it. Rio Ferdinand has come out and say it. And Roy Keane. Roy Keane, we haven't used any audio of Roy Keane yet on the show. Because it's very often that Keane says stuff that's kind of his shtick. But this was a different level. Keane's analysis of this Manchester City performance was a different level, even for Roy Keane. For Roy Keane to go out and say as much as he said, I thought that he was actually going to headbutt or punch Mika Richards at some point when they were going toe-to-toe during the punditry. Let's let's have a listen to what Roy Keane had to say. This is a long audio clip. I've put it in on purpose. I kept Ole Gunnar Solskjaer short because pretty much anything Solskjaer says now after games is irrelevant. But this was a real, real indicator of how bad Manchester United were against Manchester City. So we're going to put in a clip here from Roy Keane after the game. Oh, stay with us. Don't go just yet. Can we're, I not, go? we're not finished with you yet. Um, I just want to get Roy's thoughts on, on this, about what Manchester United do next. Because as, as Gary pointed out, there was a lot of optimism around the, the recruitment in the summer. And there's been over £400 million spent by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in, in his position. Is a lack of quality in the squad any, any excuse at, at this stage? I think you have to draw the line now. I think for last year or two, we've all been saying United need a bit more. They need another centre-half to go and get a centre-half. Obviously, he's injured today. They need another second player. Obviously, then Ronaldo comes in. Sancho comes in. But it's, it's not quite happening. Ollie's interviewed there. Ollie's such a brilliant guy and an honest guy, but his management is about survival. He's got to survive the next few weeks. He's got to try and get a result in the next game. Gary makes the point there about the players needing courage. You can't, a coach or a manager can't give a player courage. You, Can they give them confidence? Yeah, but if you again, if you're playing for Man I think their confidence would have been knocked from the Liverpool game. There's no doubt about that. Man City home, big pitch. City obviously were going to dominate position. And they weigh you down. As I said, I, I have to remind myself, sometimes we're sitting here and it's quite easy to be critical. But when you're out there, it's hard, lack of confidence. But I think, I think there is quality, but it certainly shouldn't be maybe by the end of the night. There shouldn't be 11 points behind 
uh, Chelsea. Lack of standards, though. Come on, this is this is Man United. I mean, we always have to be realistic about the situation. Nuno Espirito Santo lost his job. Where were Spurs in the league? This is Man, Man United. Like we said, if Chelsea win today, 11 points clear. Like, this is not good enough. Whether it's the manager or, or the players, something needs to give. Something, like, some, something does need to give because I, uh, this, is, this was one of the hardest places I used to come. Now, I see, like you said, Foden come out there. You know, he's the most relaxed man. I've, I've, he used to be a fortress coming to Man United. I think, now, Ali, just, I think Ali will be under more pressure tonight than even the Liverpool game. I think the way they lost today, it's a derby game. Ali shook up in that interview, dear. And it's hard for a manager when you've got beaten in a football match. And he's getting asked tough questions. But to be fair to the guy, he steps up. And he always has. I give him that. And he's under the cosh. But if you're a manager, he's come into this game this morning. He spoke about the players are in good mood at the hotel, whatever, whatever the hell they were doing. But you're still, I've been a manager. You're going to a match with players and you're looking over your shoulder on the bus. And you see Shaw, Maguire, Fred. And these boys, you're going, my job depends on these guys. Then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're on about being in the trenches with people for as bad as you United were today. You still want your players, Graham. You, you still want your players to do their job. You've got international players. Shaw there. You've got Maguire. You've got Baye. Midfield. Fred. Fred's playing for Manchester United. Fred. Anyone who tells me Fred is good enough for Manchester United, I've said it, is living in cuckoo land. And that is an important part of the football pitch. Gary mentioned there when I played, I was very fortunate with people like Scalzi, Butty, Brian Robson, Incy, brilliant players, and more importantly, brilliant characters. There's another group of players out there for Man United. They aren't talented. We're on about Cavani's a big loss. Cavani's, Cavani's always injured. He's 30 odd. You can't, you know, can't hang your hat on Cavani every week. He played last week. He'd done okay against the poor Tottenham team. And he's injured again today. He loves a niggle. You can't hang your hat on him. So this player, as I said, I can imagine Ollie, and I try and picture the manager, and I've been there as a coach and a manager, and you're looking at players when you don't know what you're going to get. These players are no good to you. You don't know what we're going to get with Manchester United. That's not if you're a small club. But man, you know you're hoping, fellas. No, Mick is going to enjoy his day in Man City. And they're all having their little day in Liverpool. One, one title in 30 odd years. Man United are in a bad place, but there's a way out of it. Is Ali the man to do it? Huge question marks. I hope it is. What but every, do you think? Uh, it's more hope than belief. Because every time there's a bad performance like that, Ollie gets to blame. Every time United produce a result or during the week, Ollie's the luckiest man on the planet. He's got Ronaldo. Ollie can't, Ollie can't seem to win. But he has to look at himself, size, in, the size, size, he has to look himself in the mirror and go, I need to do better here. Mm. I think he came into Man United at a difficult time. He's managing one of the biggest clubs in the world. But if you've got bluffers on the bus with you, and you're dependent on Shaw and Wampus. Imagine you're dependent on these guys. Ollie, you might be better off out of it. You know, he's been there for, is it three years now. You know, a lot of money's been spent. This is his team. This is his group of players. And, and that's what the people above him will be looking at. You know, is he getting the most out of the, the group he's got? But he's got Van der Beek. He, he, he bought Van der Beek. He spent 100 million on him and Sanchez. He's saying he's the answer. I'm not saying. Well, he, 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 he needs played to be given, in the last season. He needs to be given a chance. He was very average. He was very average. We talked about Fred and McTominay. We, 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 we talk about we have, we have the same. Forty million dropping the ocean. Same, same conversation. Every time he's on the bench today, he's 100 million. He's on the bench today. That's irrelevant up to the the conversation. We say that Oli keeps playing the same players, Fred and McTominay. And I like McTominay. He works hard and he's a good young player. He's in a Man United team that are struggling at the moment but Van der Beek if Ollie walked in here now if, if Ollie walked in here now I'd grab him by the and i go why are you playing Fred for all managers have to make their own decisions they're walking to players day in day out 
I would look at him and go, why are you playing Fred in the middle of the park? Huge position for but Manchester that, and United. And that's what goes on to the manager. And that is a, that's why and he has to take responsibility for that. Responsibility. I agree. So there you go. You can see why that was added to the show. It was long, but it was well worth it. Very, very explosive stuff there from, from Roy Keane. And as I said, I alluded to it earlier, the most interesting one might be Rio Ferdinand actually finally acknowledging that it could be time for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to go. This is huge because we all remember the whole Ollie's at the wheel thing was started by Rio Ferdinand, who was the biggest advocate for Oli getting this job. And he'll never live this moment down if we remember this. <laughs> Listen, all he's got, May United might not thank me, but get the contract out. Put it on the table, yeah. let him sign it, let him write whatever numbers he wants to put on there, give him what he's done now since he's come in, and let him sign the contract and go. Ollie's at the wheel, man, he's doing it, he's doing his thing. May United are back. That should have been the closing. I should have let you do it tonight. Yeah, there we have it. That's probably going to be Rio Ferdinand's most embarrassing moment. I bet he wishes he didn't say that every single day. That's not to say that Solskjaer's run has been a disaster. We did come second in the league last year. We have been to semi-finals. We did get to Europa League final, but we need to win trophies. We can't have a manager who's outcoached by Unai Emery in the Europa League final. And that's the point, I think, where I would have made the change. And uh, Rio Ferdinand, unbelievably, has now come round. Obviously, it's difficult when you play with a player, which Rio Ferdinand did. He played with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And there's obviously a personal relationship there with Roy Keane, with Gary Neville and with Rio. But Keane and Neville haven't come outright and said maybe it's time for a change. They've, they've steered clear of saying that statement. They've actually hinted at it, if anything. But Rio, the guy that said Ollie's at the wheel, the statement that haunts him to this day, has now come around and said maybe it's time for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to go. If you haven't heard this, it's very, very interesting. I don't see a philosophy. I don't see an identity. When I, when, when I go and watch my team, if they get beat, that's fine. It, it happens. But I want to see what they're about. What are you? Players aren't sprinting out and hurting themselves sometimes in games. I see that as a disrespect to the manager and, and almost like I don't fear. He's done actually what he's been brought in to do. He, he's, he's come in and give the fans hope again. Made the, the, the fans want to come back and watch the team again. He's done that. He has done a great job in that sense. But is he going to take us to win titles is he going to make us challenge to win the champions league you need the foundations that have been built to fall back on when you're lacking that confidence when you're thinking a five, a five ten yard ball that's normally easy becomes a difficult ball the foundations get you through that we ain't got that the football club will be living here and breathing longer than any individual it's what's best for this football club i just feel that maybe it might be the time now for the baton to be handed over who can take us on now and i think ollie would leave now with his head held high yeah, that was a long interview. That's not the best editing job in the world by me, but I wanted to get the most important parts of the clip here on the show. And you can actually hear Rio Ferdinand saying, maybe it's time for the baton to be passed on and maybe it's time for, for Oli to go and he could leave with his head held high. I agree with that. I think that the club are in a better position, obviously, with Mourinho. It got a little bit more toxic towards the end, but Mourinho did bring trophies to the club. Mourinho also finished second and... I don't think Mourinho was the answer, but we do need a top-class manager. And if clubs like Aston Villa, if clubs like Norwich, if clubs like 
Newcastle can go into this weekend with new managers. Why are the standards of Manchester United so low? Why are this board just happy to coast along and make sure that the money continues to come in and continue to support Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as long as he's not out of the Champions League positions? Because I don't think they're interested in winning the Premier League, these owners. I don't think that's what the Glazers are about. I think that as long as we're still in contention for the top four and it's too early to say we're not, He'll continue to keep his job. According to the bookies right now, Manchester United are at 10 to 11 to make it into the top four and 10 to 11 to finish outside of the top four. So in some ways, there is tremendous value there because this squad is way, way too good to finish outside of the top four. I cannot see us being overtaken by Arsenal, by Tottenham or even by a West Ham, but We cannot continue to drop points. Antonio Conte is going to come in and he's going to improve Tottenham. West Ham are legit. They're not dropping off. They haven't been affected by the Europa League. This could actually happen. I don't think it should be 10 to 11, 10 to 11, even with Solskjaer there for the whole season. I still expect him to get enough results to get us into the top four. But if we do actually change the manager, that becomes one of the best bets of the season because I think any competent manager that comes in here can improve this Manchester United team. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer leads the market here for the next manager to go. He's available at two to five. Claudio Ranieri, who just got his job, is at six to one. With Rafa Benitez, who's my sleeper pick here for the market, is at seven to one. Bielsa, 14 to one. He's not having a good season at Leeds. I'm surprised to see Ralph Hasenhutl at 14 to one. He's doing quite well. Brendan Rogers, 16 to one. Graham Potter, 25 to one. That'll probably be because he takes another job. We've got Thomas Frank of Brentford at 25 to one. Bruno Large at 28 to one. And Eddie Howe and Steven Gerrard, who both just started this week, available at 33 to 1. So I think Rafa Benitez there represents the best value in the market. I still wouldn't be backing Oli. I said this when he was the strong minus 400 favour. I just don't trust this board to get rid of him. And maybe that's down to the options that are available. Brendan Rodgers is becoming a stronger and stronger favourite all of the time. He's now available at 4-6, to six, minus 150 to get this job. And I don't want Brendan Rodgers as the next Manchester United manager. Zinazine Zidane has got shorter, which is good news. He's available at 4-1. to one. Pochettino at 8-1. to one. Eric Ten Hag at 12-1. to one. We've got Ralph Ragnick at 12 to 1. He's been very much supported by Manchester United Twitter for what he did and the style of play that he implemented at RB Leipzig. Um, we've got Massimo Allegri at 18 to 1, Diego Simeone 25 to 1, Nagelsmann 25 to 1, and Roberto Martinez at 28 to 1, which would be an absolute nightmare. I think that's as bad as Brendan Rodgers. But I don't want Brendan Rodgers to get this job. Nothing against Rodgers. He's done incredible things at Leicester. He also did incredible things at Swansea. But his job between those two jobs was going to a big club, and that was Liverpool. And he failed as the Liverpool manager. And I don't want any ex-Liverpool manager to manage our team. And I don't want anyone that failed as the Liverpool manager to be managing our team. So for me, Brendan Rodgers is completely out of the question. And it's worrying me that he's leading the market. And he's leading the market as a strong favourite here at 4-6, to six, minus 150. Moving on to this weekend's game, Manchester United travelling to Watford. Here's what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has had to say going into the game from today's press conference. Hi Ole, uh, hope you're all right. Um, obviously there's a lot being written and said about you over the last fortnight. Have you spoken to Ed or anyone at the club or you just get on with your job, basically? Yeah, of course. I've I've been uh, in contact and communicated with the club as we normally do uh, all the time anyway. And uh, it's been a, been a long international break, but it's one that we've utilised and used to the 
to our benefit, we feel. Uh, it's been a good response from the players when they come in and we're ready for the Watford game. You feel as though you going back to Norway helped you clear your mind a little bit because it was fairly intense what you were, the position you were in after the City game. You know, we uh, international breaks uh, are always periods to refresh and to keep working on, on different things. And we this this time around, we had a few players having to pull out of uh, the internationals. So quite a few of them have been here doing individual sessions, recovery sessions, rehab sessions. Some players were allowed to, to go abroad uh, to visit their families and... It's it's the same case all the time when we come in uh, on in the the week before we start uh, the game again. Everyone's bright and ready, and I've got to say this week has been uh, a good week. We've had uh, a chance to work with more or less everyone uh, on on quite a quite a few things. Hi, Oli. Um, hi, can I ask you please about um, Jesse Lingard? Um, there was a report this morning that talks over a, a new deal for Jesse had, had stalled and that he was looking to p- perhaps move elsewhere in, in January on loan. Are you able to clear that up for us at all? Uh, Jesse is training really hard, really well, um, and he's ready and available for me, uh, definitely. Uh, he's disappointed he's not played more, of course. Uh, regards to con- contract situations and the talks, I've, I've not been uh, in them very, very, uh, very closely. So for me, uh, Jesse is still a, a big part of the squad, important part, and he uh, he gives energy and quality to the group every day. Lack of minutes this season, Oli. Can you understand why he may be frustrated? Uh, every player wants to play as much as possible. Uh, the thing with Jesse and and all my players. You know, they are working really hard, can't fault their attitude and they're ready when they're, they're called upon and when they're, uh, when they're playing. And Jesse has done well when he's played for us and he, he knows that with all the games that are coming up, he's, uh, he's going to play a part. Yeah, so not much to take from that. When Ole Gunnar Solskjaer talks, um, I tend just to get more and more annoyed just sitting there watching him smiling at everything um obviously that's not a reflection of of how he feels there's no way that he can be satisfied or content with what's going on right now and it will be hurting him deep inside but i don't know what you want to see from him i think it's that situation where when something goes south in any kind of relationship everything rubs you up the wrong way whether it be with with a partner or a friend or, or a sibling and it's the same with your with your football manager if you're passionate about the club Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and everything he does and just seeing his face at the moment just tends to rub me up the wrong way and as we approach this game against Watford this is a very very winnable game actually to the point where I think getting Manchester United here at better than minus 200 available around 4 to 7 8 to 15 I think that offers you some serious value I think putting Manchester United together in a parlay this week with Liverpool could be a way to go because I just don't see how we don't win this game. If we don't, that's surely, surely the end for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I know I've said this many, many times before, but there's absolutely no way I don't see Manchester United not winning this game. Um, Watford are missing a, a ton of key players coming into this. Man United coming into this one struggling, obviously. Um, but I expect them to be fully focused and get back to winning race. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, 
manages to always win games when his back is up against the wall. And he didn't actually do that against Liverpool or against Manchester City, but he still kept his job. But I think his job was really on the line for the Tottenham game. That's a game you can't lose. After the Liverpool game, you can't lose the Tottenham game. And after that Manchester City performance, his job is really on the line here. Despite the fact that he survived an international break, which was the ideal time for a sacking, I think he could still get sacked here and we could find some sort of caretaker if he doesn't win the game. If you're looking for a little bit more value, take Manchester United minus one. That's available at minus 110, 10 to 11. That means Manchester United can win this bet if they win by two or three goals or more. Um, and they push if they just win by a single goal. I think like the Tottenham game, this is going to be a game where Manchester United convinced they're up against the perfect opponents here. Watford are yet to record a clean sheet in the Premier League this season. Man United themselves have managed just one clean sheet in the last 13 games in all competitions but I don't think this Watford team are necessarily strong enough for you just to continue to ride both teams to score data on the positive side for our play United have scored two or more goals in each of their last four away games and I expect that to continue here Watford have only been beaten by a single goal in the last two Premier League matches and both teams have found the net in five of Manchester United's last seven Premier League games away from home so it is scary if Watford score a goal that makes it more difficult for Manchester United to win this by a clear scoreline that cashes the play but at the end of the day Manchester United must be a parlay piece this week at 1-2 to two, minus 200 and if you're looking to win a little bit more money if you don't want to lay loads of money on all that juice I think you can still have a winning bet taking Manchester United minus 1 that isn't Manchester United on the Asian handicap line Manchester United minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line is available at 6-4 to four, plus 150 that's where they have to win this game by 2 goals. I don't trust this Man United team for the reasons that we've gone through throughout this entire podcast and obviously both teams to score at the moment is a strong trend in Manchester United games but this is a weak, weak opponent they came up against a weak opponent in Tottenham that were all over the place, they're down tools for the manager and I think similarly here I don't think they've down tools for Claudio Ranieri, but I think if you can't keep a clean sheet against this team, you are in trouble. And even if they do, who's to say this Man United attack doesn't click and manage to score three or four and everything suddenly looks rosy in the garden? This seems like a game where Cristiano Ronaldo rises to the occasion. He's just had a major disappointment from the World Cup qualifiers with Portugal. And for me, everything points here to a Manchester United win. If you've got money to lay loads and loads of juice and take a big bet on the 1-2-200, to two minus 200, do that. But I think the best way to bet this is to take Man United minus one, which pushes if they win by a single goal and wins if they win by two or more. That's it for me and this edition of BetMUFC. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.